So they knew each other. Who knows? They might have dated for all I know. Gosh, Pete, I, you come you you come by your show business career totally genetically. Recently, I checked my carbon footprint, and it looked like a Yeti. I realized that I had too much of what that dear man and old friend George Carlin called stuff. So I went through the house and just threw out or gave away everything that wasn't essential to my life and my lifestyle. So I have this one pile here left, and I know that some of it has to go. But what am I going to do without my George Foreman Panini Press? Those gooey duck and arugula paninis kept me alive last year. And what about this beautiful mix set of horsehair bench brushes, cam action spruce cutters, and seam scrapers? I guess I'll just have to kiss eccentric cabinet making goodbye. I'm going to part with my collection of green crackle plates, blue pub glasses, chocolate breaking forks, anodized ice cream bowls, and these galvanized wine coolers. Well, they mean fine dining to me. And can I go hunting with the guys without these goose nooses, robot duck decoys, and quiver magnets? I don't think so. Not if I want to bag my limit of feathers and fun and my body. My body is going to really miss the healing touch of this unscented oral glow oil, the tingling surprise of this wild yam balancing ointment, and the inside shiny bowl feeling after a swig of this cat's claw intestinal cleanser. Yeah, I want to live the less is more life, more or less, so I'm not going to broom this wonderful stuff. No, I'm going to keep it in a post-consumer, all-hemp, solar-powered, hypoallergenic storage unit and call it even with the environment. And I hang them on the grocery wall. Ha, 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 ha. Well, folks, what can I do for you today? Mr. Liverface, you're a butcher. You're up to your knees in fresh-killed meat every day. What's the best food for my dog? Give him what every dog loves to eat. Cat. Cat? <laughs> no, I'm serious. There's enough proteins and minerals in a teeny kitty's body to keep a big dog healthy and happy all day. And there's a full litter of kitties in every can of my Mr. Liverface dead cat dog food. Well, that's all right for our little doggy Ronnie, Mr. L. But what do we feed our cat? Dog. Not Ronnie. Not Ronnie, wife bait. But there's a full pound of ground pound hound in every can of Mr. Liverface dead dog cat food. We'll take one of each. You are one of each. Oh, dogs and cats, cats and dogs, your pets can eat them all. They run through my yard, I whop them with a stick, and I hang them on the grocery wall. I'm reading from USA Today. Sometimes I just love McNewspaper. You know, over the period that I've picked it up from time to time when I was on the speaking circuit and I was staying in all of those hotels, you know, with the atrium lobbies, there'd always be free copies of McNewspaper under the door. So at those days, it was pretty conservative. I mean, considerably so. It was definitely a Bush supporter. But times have changed. They're turning towards the center, even slightly left, which means they'll probably, like Newsweek, soon be up for sale. Okay. Nationwide, about a third of first-year students in the years 2007 to 2008 had taken at least one remedial course, according to the U.S. Department of Education. At public two-year colleges, that number rises to about 42%. 
42% of the people going into community colleges and a third of the people going into four-year uh, universities or colleges have to take remedial courses in basically reading and math. How did they graduate in the first place? Education observers worry that the vast number of students coming to college unprepared will pose a major roadblock to President Barack Obama's goal for the United States to once again lead the world in college degrees. Well, we may lead the world in college degrees. Most of them we will get over the Internet, along with becoming popes and bishops and cardinals in the Universal Life Church. In October, the Education Department reported that many states declare students to have grade-level mastery of reading and math when they don't. In a 2007 ACT National Curriculum Survey of college professors, 65% said their states poorly prepare students for college-level coursework. It's a scandal. It's a total scandal. The survey found that professors want students with... um, stronger skills in specific areas, while high schools typically impart a less comprehensive understanding of a broad range of topics. I mean, I feel for the teachers and I feel for the administration. They are being brought students, many students who are not ready for school. They're not ready nutritionally. They're not ready emotionally. They're not ready socially. And they're being housed and warehoused and jailed. And the idea is get those people out as quickly as possible. And then they go on to college. The Obama administration is pushing states to adopt tougher standards, and governors and education leaders across the country are working together to propose a uniform set of common standards. A first draft was released in March, and a final proposal could come this summer. For others, the problem points to the need to develop alternative forms of job training for people who aren't academically inclined and are unlikely to finish college. They do it in England, you know. It's much more of a class society in a sense there. But if somebody really isn't set to go on to college and get a college education or is prepared to research and think and study and write and talk the way you you really should in college, well, there are other avenues that are just as productive. Many of them are jobs that pay a lot more than people are going to get when they come out of college, uh, which is not a bad thing. And, you know, people that go into air conditioning repair can wake up one morning and say, I'm going back to college and look, I've got the money to do it. Okay, so we're telling kids you'll be a third class citizen if you don't go to college, said um, Marty Nemco, an education policy consultant and author. He says, and colleges are taking kids who in previous generations would have not gone to college. Nemco favors an apprenticeship program similar to those offered in Finland, Japan and Germany. Yeah, but, you know, being an apprentice, that's tough work. You really have to you have to deliver right? You can't just sit around and get what they call social promotion. People get through high school. Social promotion basically means get him out of the 10th grade. I can't wait to get him out of my classroom and take his drugs and his knives and his pornography with him. Some students in remedial courses are older workers trying to jumpstart a new career. Well, that's, that's entirely different. 
but a sizable amount are recent graduates who performed well in high school. A 2008 study by the nonprofit Strong American Schools found that nearly four out of five remedial students had a high school GPA of three or higher. Excuse me, three is a B. B equals good. What's good about not being able to read or do math? Students who need remedial classes are also more likely to drop out, you think? Those taking any remedial reading, for example, had a 17% chance of completing a bachelor's degree, according to 2004 Education Department data. And if they happen to play basketball or football, they have no chance whatsoever of graduating. Well, Peter, uh, here we are at the end of another show. I don't know how we do this. Wow. It sure is fun. But I got to throw another poem out. Uh, you throw all catch. Okay, here it comes. This is another presidential found poem called A Perfect Day with W. I'm going to have lunch with Secretary of State Rice, talk a little business. Ms. Bush, talk a little business. We got a friend from South Texas here named Katherine Armstrong, take a little nap. I'm reading an Elmore Leonard book right now. Knock off a little more Elmore Leonard this afternoon. Go fishing with my man Barney. I light dinner and head for the ball game. I get to bed about 9.30 p.m., wake up about 5 a.m., so it's a perfect day. Yeah, and it's been a perfect show. Radio Free Oz in your ears. Uh, you want to go up to RadioFreeOz.com and kind of look around. It's a real pretty place. Okay, here's the Oz team. John Cummings, Ones and Zeros, Phil Fountain, all the beautiful graphics. Tom Gedwillow, our webmaster. Dave Maloney, audio engineer. Superbo, Bill McIntyre, the producer over it all. David Osman, our co-host, and I'm your host, Peter Bergman. Stay with us for more Oz in Your Ears.